Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to a very special late night edition of the One Bitcoin Show. Today is March the 10th. 2021. At least it still is on the West Coast, but I'm in Miami. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. One day closer to a six-digit realm. Hello, my elite friends. How are you doing tonight? I think a lot of you are watching this in the morning taped. Play to 2x. I had to get this show in here because I just learned about this BlockFi stuff. And I just wanted to get it on record, what I thought, before a lot more people uh, start talking about it. Check out the links below. Last night, I actually did a podcast, audio podcast only show about what could happen to the price of Bitcoin if the current United States president is no longer the president for some reason. Because he kind of seems like he's a little off doesn't he? Anyway, that's yesterday's show. You can check that out. Uh, Eddie, if you've got questions, I get got answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister if you're watching this live. Do a super chat. I appreciate it. Uh, and this week at Bitcoin is at noon on Friday. And we are going to have some awesome guests on to talk about the year anniversary, guys, of the, the day that the world panicked. Chris Bleck will be back on uh, Anders will be on and Al's lacrosse will be on. And of course, this past Friday, Jan Pitzker was on a Keep It Simple Bitcoin and BTC Sessions. Benny, they were on. That's all linked to below. Check out my TikTok. Follow me on Twitter uh, at TechBall, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. And today, it's, it's really important you do check out the links below. So you can check out and decide for yourself if this is BlockFi FUD, like tether type of FUD, or if this is a, a serious situation that uh, people who give up their precious Bitcoin to BlockFi should be concerned about. Now, a lot of good people out there have told me um, uh, since BlockFi existed that, Adam, you should lend out your Bitcoin to get interest at BlockFi. And I say, I, you know, if I want interest, I get crypto dividends and I control my own private key. I don't want to give up my precious Bitcoin for 6%, 8%, whatever it might be, because you never know. There's all people, you can trust them. They're big. They're the biggest. They're all these big names behind them. All these, these big people like them and talk about them and they're, they, they sponsor podcasts and they do this and they do that and you know, they, they, they're, they're really legitimate and, and maybe they are really legitimate. I don't know, but that's not the way I roll. I don't give up my precious Bitcoin, okay? I control my own pride. I practice what I preach. So I was not going to fall for this temptation, 8%. The way I think about it is, is it worth, like, okay, I got, I got one Bitcoin, one of those Bitcoin that I paid, uh, you know, uh, $5,000 for a year ago when the world was panicking, okay? I paid over a little over 10,000 for two of them combined, but one of those, uh, I'm going to lend it out to BlockFi to get 8%. And if something goes wrong and they go bankrupt uh, or they disappear, the Fed does not bail them out. You understand that. So do I get 8% or do I lose an entire Bitcoin, which is now worth, you know, $55,000 right now? 
And you, you know, that saying at the top of the show, one day closer to the six digit realm, pound that freaking like button. It's not just a saying. I believe it, baby. It, we are one day closer to that, okay? We're one day closer to Bitcoin surpassing the market capitalization of Apple, all right? So am I going to give that up to some third party for 8%, 6%? All right. And everyone's telling me to, and I, there are good people, a lot of good people that I like a lot that have told me you should consider it. You know, before you sell your Bitcoin, you should lend out your Bitcoin. But the thing is, if I actually sold my Bitcoin, I would get all the money. If I lend out my Bitcoin, I might get 8% and then they could lose my Bitcoin and I get nothing. So what's the situation here? It, it's linked to below. What, what started the rumors out here is Barry Silbert of GBTC, he owns GBTC, he owns the Digital Currency Group, okay, DCG. The, the parent company, DCG, bought a lot of GBTC. Now, a lot of people noticed that the GBTC premium was gone, okay, that it was selling at a discount now, okay? So Bitcoin was cheaper at, at GBTC. The people that were holding the GBTC, uh, they, they, they weren't as special anymore, okay? And in order to – people thought, well, he's, he's, if he's buying it, that'll perhaps create a premium again, okay? Now, well, you know, you could think of many ways why he would want to do this, you know, get, get some exposure to Bitcoin, more exposure to Bitcoin, <laughs> you know, pump up his fund. Uh, but it was proposed by Matt O'Dell. It's linked to below. Was he bailing out BlockFi? I'm like, well, what the heck does that mean? Well, apparently, BlockFi, BlockFi is quite intertwined with GBTC. Um, when you lend out your block, your your Bitcoin to them, it apparently some of it ends up at GBTC, and they've got a whole deal with GBTC. You can check out the links below at the, the new site, ditchblockfi.com, ditchblockfi.com, that explains the intertwined relationship between BlockFi and GBTC. And if GBTC starts trading at a discount, they're screwed, okay? And thus, if your Bitcoin is uh, – if you loaned it out to uh, BlockFi, you are also in a bad position. Uh, and – Maybe this is all false, okay? Maybe maybe it is. I mean, it's the, the Twitter account just started the other day, the, the uh, ditch BlockFi thing. But we do know that BlockFi ended signups, okay? And we, all, we also know there was some type of uh, attack on, on BlockFi. That, that, that's probably unrelated. Or maybe that's the way reason they ended signups. I don't know. What I do know is that when you give up your Bitcoin, you're trusting the person who's holding your Bitcoin, all right? So even if BlockFi is, is totally cool and this GBTC thing is just noise uh, and, and if Barry Silbert didn't really indirectly bail them out, still, this is a reminder that there is risk here, people. Is is risk – is that is that worth a 5% return, an 8% return, or 6%, whatever it might be? Or can you be patient until some schmo out there – create some uh, 42 million Bitcoin coin that forks off from Bitcoin and, and all these people, because again, they're going to be uh, forked crypto dividends of Bitcoin in the future. Again, that it will be an unfriendly forks and you will get it for free and you will be able to get it to sell it to fools who want to buy it because they think it's really Bitcoin. Um, 
and you won't you won't be giving up your Bitcoin at all. You'll just be getting rid of this trash uh, crypto dividend that, that will come in the future. Can you be patient for that? Can you be a long-term thinker? Or do you want to play this, you know, this game? And it's not just BlockFi. I don't want to pick on BlockFi, but the story is about BlockFi now. Any of these people, entities that you have to loan your Bitcoin out to, it's a huge risk. And in the past, I said one day, one of these things is going to go down the tubes. I also said that, you know, they'll be, one day there'll be something bigger than Mt. Gox. Well, I mean, if, if BlockFi went down the tubes, that would be bigger than Mt. Gox, I believe, at this point. Um, just because Bitcoin has progressed so much and so many people think it's a, a, an important part of the ecosystem to be able to lend out your Bitcoin and get interest on it. And perhaps it is. But if that important part of the ecosystem had an embarrassing moment like this, uh, it wouldn't be very good. It, it, I mean, and the worst part it would be for the people who lose their Bitcoin, obviously. So let me just read you um, a tweet. And everything is linked to below. This guy, Albert Invest, breaks it down. In really simple terms, BlockFi pays users interest on BTC deposits. A portion of their book, who knows how much, was tied up in the GBTC premium trade. GBTC's been trading negative for a week, which means they are, they were in risk of losing money on this big time. Um, and he says that he, he does call this guy, uh, Albert Invest, he says that, in fact, he considers it a bailout by a GBT or by a digital currency group. What they're doing by buying GBTC is an indirect bailout of of BlockFi, and he says uh, BlockFi is also pa pausing on new signups. Was a hundred percent to stop the bleeding. Whatever deposits people put in, BlockFi would have to pay out interest. The GBTC trade wasn't working for them to pay, but honestly, I think it's for it's it's better for us that they got bailed out this one time. Uh, Tone Bays disagrees. He he doesn't think if this was really a bailout. He doesn't think it was a good idea that it was a bailout, that the market should have just worked its way. Uh, things should have just fallen apart over there, I guess. But the market did work out. I mean, because Barry Silver's part of the market and he he felt it was necessary to, uh, to, to to bail them out. If this is all totally on the up and up true, everything that, that is out there, you decide for yourself. Go to ditchblockbuy.com. I have linked to everything already. If you're watching this live, you can go over there. Um, but should any should any entity be depending on GBTC this much? Okay, when we know that soon there's going there's going to be an ETF in America, uh, and that GBTC is not as special as it once was. That's why it's uh, not trading at a premium anymore. People are finding their competitors at GBTC. They don't have the market cornered anymore. And do you want to be lend, lending out your Bitcoin to an entity that depends? on the awesomeness of GBTC because it's not so awesome anymore, is it? Uh, but I mean, I'm, what, I, I never wanted to touch it. You, see, this is, you keep it as simple as possible. People are like, oh, Adam, it's so boring. Buy and hold. Yeah, freaking boring, dude. If you, <laughs> It's not boring for a dude who, who was buying a, quite a bit at, at $600 and $700 of Bitcoin, all right? Uh, and it... Learn the 210,000 block theory, learn about the halvings, learn about the cycles. Uh, everyone who has been a long-term holder for the last four years has got a big old smile on their face. 
that they didn't complicate matters and just put it on their Trezor, put it on their ledger, put it on their digital big box, put it on whatever the heck they put it on. But it was theirs and they controlled their private key. All right. So uh, pound that like button. And let me just check if we've got uh, people. We got Tabal is in the house. We got our late night people in the house. Um, Barefoot Barry's in New Zealand. And uh, heart, heart-filled hatred says, uh, hi, Adam. Well, that's not very hateful of you. <laughs> oh, it's very nice of you. Yeah, I got a hole in my shirt there. Isn't that nice? Um, all right, all right, all right. And uh, another day, more Satoshis, that's all that matters, says Barefoot Barry. Yeah, man. Another day, another, you know, have more Bitcoin than you did yesterday. That's uh, have more Bitcoin than you did at the beginning of the year. Have more Bitcoin than whenever, okay? Always value your wealth in Bitcoin be getting more Bitcoin. All right. We're going to talk about uh, what's next on my agenda here. I just want to, you know, I'm making this late, late night show just to get it out there on the record. Uh, the BlockFi. And, and I, I hope BlockFi is, uh, I hope everything's cool over there. But reading some of this stuff, um, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to have anything over there. I mean, no, no, not at all. Um, and people are like, it's tether fun. It's tether fun. Make, Maybe it is tether fun, okay? But you know, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's a little bit different. Uh, tether, you ended up with tether somehow. With, with BlockFi, you gave away your freaking Bitcoin. <laughs> All right, now uh, Andy Hoffman was right uh, back in the day. Here, he was he was on the. Uh, I mean, this is like four years ago. He was on the SGT report. And the conspiracy theorist over at the SGT report uh, was ripping on Andy Hoffman when Andy Hoffman was saying to buy Bitcoin. And Andy Hoffman has found out that, and here's a tweet, to anyone who knows the history with the backstabbing SGT report, whose YouTube and Twitter pages have long since been deleted uh, for spending all his time on useless conspiracy theories, take a listen at minute 27. So you, they, they still have their show at, at this crazy uh, SGT report. Um, and at the 27-minute mark, you got to give the guy credit. He apologizes to Andy Hoffman. He says Andy Hoffman was correct. He says, you know, back in the day, he thought Bitcoin was created by DARPA. <laughs> what a loser. What a freaking loser this guy is. Um, that is such a doomer mentality. DARPA. Yeah, I mean, but but Andy, you know, was on his show and, you know, that, that back four years ago, whenever it was, the guy's, you know, saying DARPA to Andy and Andy's saying, no, Bitcoin is real. Now, I, I, again, I give this DARPA maniac credit for ap- apologizing to Andy Hoffman. I, I give him credit, but he doesn't know. He's still a no-coiner. <laughs> I mean, he's like still talking about silver and gold. I mean, uh, but whatever. It, it's it's good. Good good karma came Andy's way. I, I don't know if DARPA man there. Um, what, what happened to him? And I, I, I do remember the incident. My, I, I remember something happening when Andy and the guy got into an argument or whatever it was. And I just thought to myself, good. Why, why would Andy want anything to do with this, this conspiracy theorist? I mean, obviously his videos have been taken down now. So you, you, from what I remember, it was lunatic stuff that this guy was talking about. But I mean, yeah, it's lunatic to think Bitcoin was created by DARPA or <laughs> It's absolutely a loser mentality. Yeah, I'm not going to buy it because I think it's it's DARPA. It's, 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 <laughs> even in 2017, it was pretty obvious it was not. No, it doesn't. No, not at all. It's not some trick 
to, to take over the world or, you know, all these uh, guys meeting at table, round tables, controlling the world. And they put out Bitcoin to fool us all. <laughs> We're such smoes that we bought Bitcoin. No. All right. So yeah, Andy Hoffman came out ahead on that one. And a guy like Andy Hoffman, you got to give him credit. He got he ran away from that freaking doom filled world. And many of the guys that were and not all gold and silver guys were that insane as this. But many of you, many of you out there, you know, told me you, you liked the SDG report or STG or STD report, whatever it was called, SGT. You were into that. It's, it was a bunch of fairy tales, a bunch of freaking fairy conspiracy fairy tales. Where did it get the people who just you know blindly believe the dude and, and bought silver and gold? They got them nowhere. I mean, they're and they they, they believe in dark world conspiracies. Now, uh, let's move on. But Andy got away from that stuff. And people like Andy who got away from it, who got out of that old gold world, okay, they, they're much more positive now. They, they all say, like, being in Bitcoin, it's cutting edge. It's, it is the golden age. It's not this rock and conspiracy and, war, and wanting the world to end type of mentality. It's progress and innovation, and, and their lives are so much happier now. And one can see who, who wants to live in a world where you're waiting for the world to end and you think everything's a conspiracy and DARPA this and DARPA that. And, uh, <laughs> and it's very unfortunate that the episode in question was erased where Andy told to do the truth. But again, the guy did say that, you know, four years later that Andy was right, that he thought Bitcoin was a DARPA creation. And you, you can listen to it. It's linked to a 27 minute mark on Andy's tweet. It's, it's linked to below. All right. Coinbase, people, there's an article from Coinbase saying uh, Coinbase is not worth $100 billion. Now, now, as we know, Coinbase is going public very soon, and some people think it could be valued at $100 billion. And one of the things they talk about in the article, which I think is <laughs> – they're not on the right path with this. They talk about how Uniswap – now, Uniswap is freaking cool. It is cool how it could overtake Coinbase as an exchange. Guys, guys, you're not thinking mainstream here at all, whoever wrote this article. You're not thinking mainstream. Coinbase wants to be the Walmart of cryptocurrency. You get this, The simplest buyer of the worst altcoin can come in there, buy it, and leave with fiat really easily, with fiat, with United States dollars, get out. You can get anything there, any uh, trashy – uh, altcoin from across the Pacific, anything you want. All right. Just like in, in, at Walmart, you can get trashy products from across the Pacific. Okay. Uh, and, and, but Uniswap, Uniswap might have a, they might trade more in volume or, or whatever, but I mean, we're talking crypto for crypto and it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not your, your mom can't, your mom doesn't know how to use Uniswap. Walmart of crypto, Coinbase, your mom is going to be able to use that easily, okay? All right? So what – and that's what gives it the high valuation. If you're going to be the Walmart of cryptocurrency, yeah, you're going to be worth a lot of money. But you, you have to be simple. Uniswap, yeah, Uniswap might be better than Coinbase in a million different ways or whatever. It's too complex right now. And it doesn't involve United States dollars. It's not something for moms to use. It's not something for the Walmart crowd, okay? So uh, I, I didn't think that was a good good reasoning for saying why it's not going to be worth $100 billion. If you, if you take a few steps back and you, you think, well, wait, it, it isn't trying to be Uniswap. It's much simpler than Uniswap. It's trying to be the Walmart of crypto. 
And that could be worth $100 billion indeed when you look at it that way. All right. Uh, we've got the, the Hoddleberry Adam in Pennsylvania. He's got a great tweet. You'll own NFTs and you'll be sad because you didn't buy Bitcoin. Yeah, I like that. It, it's like that saying you'll you'll own nothing and be happy that the uh, the European dudes made up. All right. You'll own NFTs and you'll be sad because you didn't buy Bitcoin. That is very true. This NFT thing, we're going to talk about it on this week at Bitcoin. All right. We got comments here. Jim Shepard. Uh, it seems just like noise. When did new members who would give fresh capital bad? Uh, if they were in trouble, they would just reduce the interest. If they were in, if they were in trouble, they would just reduce the interest. If if DeFi, if uh, BlockFi was in trouble, they would increase. Oh no 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 yeah 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 they did they would de <laughs> yes sorry I was thinking something else there. yeah they they would they would decrease the amount of interest they gave out but that people would worry at that point like why are they paying less I mean people are already worried right now it might just be noise but we're, we're uh, yeah you have holes in your shirt yeah I told you oh the guy says you have holes in your shirt and we're supposed to believe you're a millionaire <laughs> that's the hey dude I it's it's called no fancy sets or graphics. You can believe what you want to believe. I, 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 I'll leave you at that. You can believe what you want to believe. And you're you're like the dudes that comment on the the fan. That you're, are you the dude who says I have an ugly fan too? <laughs> but by the way, again, I, yes, I have a hole in my shirt and there's an ugly fan on the ceiling in the Airbnb that I'm in in Miami. And I, uh, I travel around the whole world for the last, what, five years or something like that. Going from one Airbnb to another with holes in my shirts and ugly fans. So I mean, you can make your own decisions. You can you can decide on your own uh, what's going on here. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm a millionaire. Who knows? Like, does it look like I'm? It doesn't look like I'm a millionaire at all. No, no, no. Yeah. And you know, it's all about fancy sets or graphics. The guys that have the fancy sets and graphics, you know, they're millionaires. You know, those 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 girls and guys that you know they've had they've had shows for like two years or whatever or two months, and they got really all they are the millionaires. Definitely, 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 definitely. Um, so yeah, um, uh, Callie Cook, very, very good observation. Hole in my shirt. Yeah, that you, you've never heard me say that. No fancy sets or graphics thing. Eh, who knows? All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So what do we got here? Let's let's keep going on. Uh, and and again, also I, I would recommend to the people who like. The hole in my shirt and everything, and just you know, see, go back to the archives and and see what I was saying to do in, in 2016 and 2017, and and what and, and when I read that Vinnie Lingham article, and you can actually do some interesting math and, and figure out a lot of very interesting things about me. And, I mean, if you if you have the time, or you know, all right, because you know, do your own research. People say, do your own research. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, let's. Uh, and I hopefully, speaking about being here in Miami, I will be at the uh, Bitcoin event uh, June 4th and 5th. Bitcoin Magazine is going to be, I hope to meet. It will be the greatest Bitcoin event of all time because people will be celebrating freedom. Now, I'm, I'm leaving Miami uh, on March uh, 24th. What's that? In, in two weeks? Yeah, in two weeks to, to go back to, to Baltimore for Passover. Then I'll be in Nashville. And as I said, I'll be back in Miami. All right, play this at 2x. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, B B Mr. Barefoot Barry here. He says, watch Bitcoin Meister videos from the early days. 
You'll figure it out, Jim Shepard. I don't know if Jim Shepard will be able to figure it out or not. I, I think, I don't know. Oh, no, Jim Shepard will be. Jim, I, it's, Jim, it was uh, Carl Kook was the one, Callie Kook. Jim Shepard said, he's, Jim Shepard was different. Jim Shepard was talking about the, uh, about the uh, DeFi, uh, the BlockFi stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, Callie Kook was talking about it, but we get it. All right. Now, uh, what, do, what do we have? What do we have here? Okay, it's three in the morning. I should be, it's almost three in the morning here in Miami. All right, fine, we'll leave it with this. Uh, American Hoddle has a hilarious video out there um, where he talks about no coiners asking him questions and the excuses they give and how they're going to buy Doge and Cardano and how they're worried about um, uh, quantum computing and how in the end they're asking him a question, but they know better than him. So they're just going to do, you know, people, they ask me questions. They realize I've been in this for a long time and they want me to give them the answer that they already have given themselves, like buy Cardano or buy this, buy Dogecoin, buy that. They don't, or, or you know, I, I don't like Bitcoin because it's going to get attacked by quantum computing. They And so it's, it's, it's a hilarious uh, video by... Uh, by American Huddle, but it reminds me of questions I get asked by people too. They ask me the questions, they want the expertise, but they want me to say what they are already the foolish thing they're about to do. You know, buy Cardano, buy this, buy that, buy what you give their money to, to uh, BlockFi, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Uh, and I think that's it. All right. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to uh, subscribe to the channel, like this video. Pound that like button, and I'll see you pretty soon. Check out the audio-only show from Tuesday. I'll be back soon. Oh, I've been on. You, you'll get. I was on a, a, another, a couple other people's shows lately, and you'll be seeing them uh, soon enough. One of them, uh, David, uh, Crush the Street. Watch Crush the Street tomorrow, but I'll debut it here too. All right, see you.